due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> um, ah, fuck it, let's just start the show and we'll go in. All right, now we usually it. come up with stuff. We did this what for fifty episodes. I'm sure we can handle one <laughs> yeah, more. Yeah, exactly. All right, ready? Three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wyman Podcast. I'm Totsky. I am Tito. It's just the two of us. Classic, uh, original NES Totsky and Tito podcast. I don't think we've done just me and you since like literally like episode fifty, not like probably even less. Really? Has it actually been that long? I think it has. I figured... Yeah, it does seem like a while. Uh, Well, we did do that airport episode. I'm trying to remember the one we were in that airport. I can't remember what we were Yeah, like episode two when we came back from L.A. Was that episode two? Yes. (laughs) Back when people thought we were a big deal? Or or, or episode three. We were talking about... It was... Dude, you know what we were talking about that episode? What were we talking about? Avengers casting. So this is fucking pre-2012. Whoa, that's crazy. I remember we're, we're like, holy shit, man, Chris Evans is of uh, uh, Captain America, or whatever the fuck we were talking about all year oh, in the yeah. background, it's like, bing, uh, Todd and Tito, please report to us. <laughs> Stop podcasting, get on the, your uh, plane. Jesus, yes, we, we recorded well after that, but wow. it has been a long time, sir. That is forever. So that's why I figured day, me and you would just like stare at each other for a while awkwardly without knowing what the fuck. No, say. I don't think. Like, I think out of out of the group, you and I are probably the ones that have the least amount of problems just talking. Right? I mean, friggin' Ashley uh, consistently complains about me cutting her off, and you know what? Uh, she's not here to defend herself, and I'm equal opportunity. I will cut off whether you're male or female or other now i guess i will i will cut you off and if you've got a good point to make then just wait until you get an you gotta fight for it yeah that's what uh, um the geeks under the influence podcast there they, they make you raise your hand oh really everyone that i talk to like that like matt from uh, bonus time um he's the other podcast i was on uh, i haven't been on his show but i guess ryan hill has like a fucking studio uh, yeah, uh, Ginger Stash, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and Mike down here in Virginia, like I'm I'm going to all these other guys, and I'm just looking at them. I'm like, Jesus, man, all you guys are way more professional <coughs> than I have ever even thought I, or I dreamed like to, of. I like to think of us as like we are um, the freestyle rappers of the podcast world <laughs> because we don't uh, go through. But I mean, it, it, like that's where you get kind of really earnest conversations, and you know, like it's it's really interesting because like. Um, a lot of podcasts that I listen to, some of the ones that I really enjoy, is stuff where like you, you people go through their thought process through the pro- podcast yeah. instead of like 
like this is my point and this is why right. you should agree with me, which is more like a TV show. Yeah. If you think about it, like a like you see a, the progression of the character, quote unquote. Well, yeah, it's like storytelling. Like I mean, it's I real think life. <laughs> Kevin Smith's is really good for that, right? Where he'll like he'll start with one idea and then he'll like spitball it with other people, and throughout the show, like you know, it's like, well, I guess you're right, and like you know what I mean. Like he'll do that with like I've noticed he's done that with Batman on Batman on with Mar- Mark Bernardin. Oh yeah, a lot where Mark Bernardin turns him around on stuff. Yeah, or, yeah. or brings him down where he starts yeah. talking. About how this is so awesome, the Mark yeah, like, you know, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, with Scott Mosier, of course, with uh, Smodcast, right? And like, those are always my favorites. Like, yeah. I'm I'm not a fan of like uh, podcasts that do like interviews, and it's just like you're so great because of these reasons. And I'm like, man, you just uh, stop jerking each other off for a moment. Like, just I'll never forget the one that me and you did. And I can't remember if Stephen Ash were there. It was with uh, uh, I'm not. I'm going to forget her her last name, but that's just who I am. The <laughs> Velma. Uh, with uh, she was a director for some piano play, and we were talking about the, the piano play. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, she comes. Verna on. Murphy. No, no, it was no? Val my Goggin. I think is her last name. For what play? I can't. Jeez, I knew you were gonna ask me that. I have no fucking idea. Going back <laughs> into the episode, I'm not the details guy. <laughs> well, that's what she was saying. We we were just bullshitting, right? And she's like, oh, like jokingly, and she said, "You guys never did your your back." background on me no but that's how you find things out of course not yeah (laughs) that's what the show is about for us finding what the background is well i mean when you we are the worst media media (laughs) well that's not true i mean like because then the because like the audience didn't do the background so then you go through you go like the audience goes through the journey with you where where the person's explaining what the thing is and you go through it but again i still don't like that interview format where like because because i feel like the best the best podcasts are the ones where like you feel like you're the fly on the wall in a conversation yeah and then, like, and you're kind of like observing, and you you feel like you're in the room with people, yeah. right? And like, I literally should, sitting at the dining room table with all. I of mean, us. yeah, and 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 for all that people might complain about it, I mean, I I, I honestly think it's how we've ended up making the friendships we have mm. because people have have made a connection with us on the podcast, and then they they're like, oh well, I've got an opinion of that too, and they kind of talk to us and all that sort of stuff, and sometimes uh, our our ideals line up, yeah. and sometimes they don't. Well, it's funny because. It is like I find me being so unprofessional, and then it's just the way it is. Uh, and like I'll tell people, they're like, "Well, how many episodes did you do?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I think we're on like we've we've recorded well over 200." Yeah. Now those were a different series of numbers, yeah, yeah. right? Like we're on. They're not part of the whatever. main universe continuity. The, the, that's right. <laughs> we've recorded well over and fed into the the feed to well over 200. Everyone like looks at me like, really. I'm yeah. like, is that good or is that a bad sign? But just going to these spots, like uh, Geeks of the Influence was another one where it was very uh, – it was awesome place. And a lot of these spots, they got like specific studios. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Matt has a studio. Ryan, it sounds like, has a wicked studio. Geeks of the Influence had their own little like, – You know, you know what it is? studios, their own room. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, like, I mean, it's so funny because maybe, maybe we'll get po- podcast backlash. And that's actually the kind of the proof of the pudding what I'm, of the point I'm trying to make is podcasting is now, now a legitimate – art form like yeah. it's an actual medium so what's happened is people see like the professional podcasts like kevin smith and uh, and joe rogan yeah. and all of these and they're like wow look at the, all the equipment but they keep forgetting that these guys started with nothing like kevin smith's podcast nothing it was like them in front of a computer right yeah. and and people think they need all this gear and this production value to make their pot like they're so focused on like what song should i play what should be my social media uh, logos and all that stuff mm. but the, the cool thing about um having a good podcast in my opinion and you know one would argue like you guys don't have a good podcast but whatever <laughs> my mom my mom loves us man is exactly is the fact that like you're generating the content 
And that's what's key above everything else is the content, right? Don't – like I mean some say, well, you know, they should only be one-hour episodes because they're easily digestible. You could, you have examples on both sides of the spectrum. Um, Kevin Smith has made his shorter because of it. Like they're yeah. 45 minutes to an hour. But you listen to a Joe Rogan podcast, sometimes they go for five hours, yeah. right? We did that once with uh, the, dark, the, dark the Dark Knight. Yeah. Dark and, and yeah. The th- and the, but the thing is, the key I, I believe is the fact that if you focus on the content, the listenership as well as the quality of the content – it, like or the quality of what you're doing, uh, it, like falls suit, right? Yeah. And those become the trend. Oh, sorry, man, I'm, <coughs> I'm fighting a cold here. But dying on me here. yeah, the uh, it, it is what sets the trend. So, with that being said, it's just it's funny because people look at our, us and they say, "Well, you know, you guys don't have this fancy studio and stuff." But it's the thing is like we don't really need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I mean, all of our like all of our stuff was built over time, and and everyone thinks, well, we get the impression that your podcast is this big thing because of how we listen to you. Yeah, guys. that's what Matt said. Matt's like, when you record, you guys you record everyone individually, not just like cheap and dump it all into one file. I'm like, yeah, sure. But but that's but <laughs> this that's is Matt. Uh, this is cheap as it come, buddy. She's all dumped into one. But that's how. But I mean, that is professionalism. Professionalism isn't. Having the cool fancy gear and looking professional. Professionalism is providing a, a product that come that has the experience and the know how to you know yeah. to present. Right. I like this. I like and you've this been doing stuff. it. How long have you had it? We've been doing this for six years now. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah. <clears throat> You're you are now a Probably veteran. Around four and a half, but yeah, literally. <laughs> no, we started the podcast before we before anything else, man. Uh, there's some there's some years I think we only released like two or three episodes. Doesn't matter. We st- we were that, we did not release only two or three episodes in an entire year, man. Maybe it felt like it. I, I found know. that hard to hard to believe. When when was the hundredth? When was the hundredth episode? Uh, 2014. I want to say we're on episode 30. Okay, yeah, yeah all right. Yeah, you distribute that over th- over two years. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still more than like two or three a year. <laughs> but like, I mean, uh, like, you, sorry, I lost. I kind of lost my train of thought. But like, it, it's just you're you are a veteran of your craft now, right? Yeah. Whether you choose to acknowledge it or not, Fair right? Enough. And it's interesting because I, I feel like the people that actually have the most know how are the are the first people to say, "Well, you know, I'm not that good at what I do." And it's just kind of like it's because you're always you're always honing it. Well, you know, my philosophy on this yeah, sort of yeah. stuff is like you're you're a student of your craft all your life, right? Trying to get so, better at what you do, or yeah, trying absolutely. to improve everything that you do, right? absolutely, right? And I'm making, and I mean, w- without a doubt, I feel like it, it's really interesting because um, I, I've paid attention to something recently is the fact that, um. People, you know, we joke around about like just your mom's listening to this podcast, right? But I think the, the truth of the matter is I think the social media aspect just goes to show how many people are really paying attention to us too. And mm. I mean whenever we post about like – especially you because you're, you're always on there. Well, it led to – it's funny. We talk about preparing. I actually got a little list of stuff <laughs> to talk about. Whoa. Settle down there, pro. <laughs> well, it's funny because I posted an article about my little, my little note with Brian Jean quote and joke in quotes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I heard about this. I didn't even hear the joke though. No, what was it? Oh fuck! I'm I'm gonna quote him. Gonna quote One him of these days, Notley, bam, oh, zoom straight to the moon, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> the, now now we're gonna have so many people. Why? So so many people are gonna post is like you fucking sexist pig. Straight to the moon, Notley. Straight to the moon. Well, do we know what no, the quote was? Yeah, I'll find it here. But it, it so was, we don't. <laughs> it was not really. It was something similar to the fact that he's at these town halls, which I knew the town halls were coming because in Fort McMurray, blasting. Yeah, okay. he's doing these town halls. Because the Wild Rose wants to find out what's bugging us. Like, it's that hard to fucking find. Oh, he is Wild Rose, hey? He's the Wild Rose. Man, leader, I, yeah. I, I, I totally thought that uh, 
for those of you guys not familiar with Brian Jean, right? Yeah. With Brian Jean, he was our MP, ML, MP. in federal government. Yeah. In federal, he was for like ten years. Yeah, yeah and then he, he left that yeah, literally left. like mid fucking term. Didn't even finish the term. <coughs> but something happened, right? We figure something happened, but yeah. he left midterm before I can get out. Because Wilds, would you leave midterm? Yeah, and he became leader of the Wild he Rose. He went and got the the uh, the leader of the Wild Rose Party. Yeah, that was before the election, and then the Alberta election, Wild Rose became the opposition. Now during the fire, he he you know he did a lot of stuff that really put him in a good a good light with the community. Like he he was front and center when it came to oh. all that sort of stuff. Right? I was gonna say stuff. I'm like all he was was on camera. Literally. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? Like. He he was front and center for this stuff, yep. right? And but and and it's interesting because he is as a leader. It's funny that the leader has to do this, but like he is he has somewhat repaired the image of the Wild Rose Party to an extent. It was decimated. He kind of brought it back. Into, he, yeah, yeah. Well, it just goes to show that there's still supporters of the Wild Daniel Rose Party. Daniel Smith right? literally like they walked over to the mm-hmm. to the Alberta PC Party and left it decimated. Like there was like fucking nine members in the, of uh, of MMLA's so Wild yeah, Rose, yeah, not yeah. even. And then, yeah, so the Wild Rose was decimated. He came in, so he's kind of looking like the hero at this point. And like you see, like, you're right, he was on TV quite a bit because he's yeah. from here. And I think it's the first time that McMurray actually has someone of, of higher power, I guess, in any kind of uh, higher power. Well, yes, he's the, he's the, I'm not going Jesus? <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to put the, I'll give credit where credit's due. He is the leader of the official opposition. That's, mm. that's pretty good. With that said, <laughs> leader of the official opposition, you're supposed to do some shit too. Yeah. I.e., instead of just bashing the, the government in power, maybe kind of perhaps, you know, give better alternatives so people yeah. can rally your support, which he does not do. I have no doubt that if if people could, they they would have blamed Rachel Notley for the fire. They've already have. They've yeah, already ended fucking so Trudeau stupid. too. So he, he, anyway, he's doing a town hall and he, he makes a joke, something similar to this. If uh, I'm definitely going to misquote it and just go online, you'll fucking find it. Yeah. Uh, it's something in the line of. Uh, He's he mentioned beating something, mm-hmm. and then he said, "I wish it was legal for me to beat Notley." Mm-hmm. That was the quote around there, somewhere like that. So he didn't say, "I wish I was going to beat this woman down" or anything like that, or I'll hit her. He just said, "Beat Notley," which was legal to beat Notley. So of course, I think there was some well-deserved fucking backlash that happened after he said this because media was all over it. Now, he, again, credit where credits due. He did. I think he realized what he said right after he said it. Because after he said it, of course, McMurray, there's some people that gasp and yeah. a whole bunch of people applaud. You're in a room with a What's bunch that, of- lesbians? <laughs> You're in a room with a bunch of Wild Rose fucking supporters, right? Of course, yeah. people are going to fucking uh, applaud. Uh, but then he realized what he said, right, like right then and there, and he said that Notley actually done a, has done a lot for the seniors. That's what they're talking he about. He The seniors' yeah. homes, right? Uh, and they wanted, it, and he wanted to thank her. So he backpedaled. He did apologize. He mm-hmm. called her right away. And, and then everyone kind of jumped on it and said that uh, shouldn't have been said in the first place. And it's kind of reflective of forming Marie in general. I guess is what one of the things I read. That was one of the things. So I, of course, I post this, and all of a sudden, it was just one of the mo- like all I did was re- uh, repost an article I think from the today, uh, and of course. Just the backlash is is, yeah. is, is is all over the place. Uh, I posted on the the Wyman podcast feed, and that's where uh, I think it was Ashley that said she's like, "Wow, a lot of our listeners are fucking dicks," uh, because a lot of them are saying that like she deserved it and all this fucking bullshit about hitting women, versus just mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god." Um, but I don't think that was Wyman podcast listeners. Quote that was unquote. for McMurray in general. I posted on <laughs> I, I, I posted on everything goes, and it just fed back and forth. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Um, 
but the one it's funny it, it's it's funny when you post something and, and literally like you're of course I was antagonizing right I was like yeah yeah oh now you, do you honestly still think that Brian Jean uh, Jean deserves to be uh, premier and I like hashtag no he doesn't or some bullshit yeah yeah uh, and of course everyone just jumps on the personal attack right especially this one girl uh, she's actually friends with Robbie her name's Aaron oh god uh, yeah and she's just like well I want to know what you do to this community right. Which is just totally off topic. I had yeah. nothing to do anything with what I was saying. And I'm just like, yeah. you know what? I'm not even going to sit there and, and give you my fucking resume. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And that's what I wanted to kind of talk about is when is a joke a joke? And when does it cross the line? And oh, I, I think I, it has to do with who you are. I think it's a bigger question, man. I think uh, – and, and I'm going to get – Because some of the stuff – like go on the I'm, Wyman podcast. I'm going, to, I'm going to trigger some people with this comment. But like – our society has become a bunch of pussies. Mm. <laughs> now that statement in itself is also offensive apparently, but no, it's true. <laughs> no, it's like it, everything is offensive now because yep. someone can t- misconstrue it or take it the wrong way. Mm. Like when did everyone on social media or even online suddenly have to have an air of, of a politician? Why are you suddenly Todsky representative of blah blah because everyone is seen as a representative of, of a group now, not not an, as an individual. Oh right? yeah, like I got question. I was like, well, what do you do for the community? Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, How the fuck is that relevant? How can I attack your ideals now, exactly. right? Because you're attacking mine, right? Yeah. It's actually interesting. Uh, I, I saw this quote by Patton Oswald that I found really interesting in relation to this. I, I think I saw it as early as today. Was it on my? I think someone posted that on my Facebook. Was it? Oh no, but it, 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 but it was good. It was. Uh, it was um, uh, we were not okay. People say you have to be respectful of other people's religions. Yeah, you don't have to be respectful. You have to acknowledge them. You can disagree with them all you want, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, it, it's just really interesting because like, it, it's a really yeah, that's right here. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's you got to respect everyone's beliefs. No, you don't. That's what gets us in trouble when you have to acknowledge, or that's what gets us in trouble. You have to acknowledge everyone's beliefs, and then you have to reserve the right to go. That's fucking stupid. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, it's right. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it, it's interesting because you know, you might say <clears throat> it, it's interesting because we um, we rewind to one of our earlier episodes, actually. We're going back, what, yeah, oh yeah, back in 2011, where where people were still saying gay. Like that's gay. Yeah, Remember I mean we, you. Yeah, the, yeah. I know what I think. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. and and what's fascinating about that is, is even then we were having the conversation about how, uh, when you say something like that, you're not directing it towards a homosexual person, mm. but the context of the word. Yeah. Has a historical significance, et cetera, et cetera. Quick sidebar: You talk mm-hmm. about people learning, like mm-hmm. on an episode. That was one I think you turned me around on. Between you and Matt Landry yeah. and all them, it was one of those ones where I was like, "Hmm, maybe yeah, they're onto something." But it's but it's really interesting because let's fast forward to present day now. You can't like the thing is like you get from words gay. Now we're talking about I just called pe- uh, people being people are being pussies. Mm. Sutton, Sutton, like that's now offensive too. It's like like the lexicon has become narrower and narrower about what is socially acceptable to say, both in public and online, right? Yeah. And it's just a, a really fascinating to, uh, because the thing is, I think what's happening is people are listening less and less because instead of listening to some what someone's opinion is on something, they're so caught up in what a word might be interpreted as mm. that they're not really listening to the argument or the or the idea right? right but is there a line though like to me if i like even said, said in this podcast where i made a fucking poster or said it somewhere where it's just like beat notley ha 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 beating a woman something like that right like that's one thing but do you think 
like the leader of the official opposition should be saying shit like that, or Trudeau, or fucking Notley, or Obama. Like, can, should should sh- they be joking like that? Oh, like it, like if if or is, saying gay. Okay, hang or, on, hear me out. Yeah. Is is when he said that statement? Like he's you know as a representative of the party is is that the party's ideal? Is it okay for that party to joke around about that? It must be if he's saying it. I imagine if it is. Well, I mean, you can presume that because yeah. he is the leader of the opposition, right? Mm-hmm. So if he if he didn't mean it, then of course the apology is yeah. And so we as a group have to say, okay, well you apologize. I guess oh, yeah. we move I'll, on. I'll give him. But props. the problem is yeah. people are also like, no, it's not good enough to be apologizing. You have to be punished for like that is that is a fucked up thing where yeah, people yeah. are like. The, they apo- they acknowledge they did a wrong. Yeah. They want to move forward. You're the one that's still stuck on it now, right? Because because yeah. it feels good to hate someone. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, and, that, and, 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 and you brought that up. And it's it, but it's it, it's interesting because what if he meant it, right? Then that is what that group is. What if he physically wants to kick her? Ass? No. What if what if <laughs> what if he said it was a joke? Ha ha! I meant it as a joke. It's a I think it's a funny joke. Even yeah. I would never hit her, but I think it's a funny joke. Now, what does that say about the, that party and that right. individual? Now, if they back that, if if that's what they're saying, does that rally other like-minded people to that? Fuck, apparently, like like that was what the big outcry. But, but was. that also that also defines that group now. So now yeah. that group, the Wild Rose Party, is now like they like to joke around about uh, hitting women. about hitting women. If you're okay with that, that's your group. If you're not, then by all means, don't be part of that group. I'm just, I just hate how every party right now feels the need to be gray about everything. They're like, I'm for this kind of, I'm against that kind sort of, of, right? So now, like I said, what was your statement? When is a joke okay? When is a joke a joke? Like, like yeah. yeah, I guess. Like my my, what I propose yeah. to you is, where do you draw that line of? Who can joke and who can't? Like, do you want I, Trudeau to I go am, around? And I am not a Wild Rose supporter, so he can draw the line wherever he wants. It's not going to change my opinion of the Wild Rose. What if Notley said it? What, or what Trudeau if, said it? Then maybe I have to find a different political party to be uh, affiliated I see with. What you're saying. Okay, I see yeah, what you're saying. because they're choosing to to say those words. Now I'm like now they might then come back and say, no, 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 I'm really sorry. That's not what I meant. Then I, as an individual, have to say. Well, you know, people make mistakes. It happens, and we can move on. Or no, fuck that, man! I'm really offended. That, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, they need to be punished. They should be. They should step down because I believe in all the party's ideals except for what he said. So he should step down, and we should have someone else take that that seat. Okay, so here I got something else for you because there was a few people, and Tupper was one of them. John Tupper kept saying he's like, "Well, I don't understand why people are making such a big deal." Why do I remember that name? Just some random guy that used to be someone in Fort Mac, but now he's not. Oh snap! (laughs) The uh, okay, but he kept saying that he's like, "What?" is the public demanding of it so i guess here's another question is when is it actually being uh you're obsessed with it like i was called that i was obsessed with brian g making that comment mm. when in reality i made two posts about it one on everything goes and one on the way i'm in podcast yep when are you obsessed with it or when are you just reporting what happened yeah again i was also it, called but, about but, being obsessed but has, about that has nothing to do with you that has more to do with people's uh, uh perception yeah. of you Right? Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was getting at. It's like you're making this you're you're thinking I'm making a big deal of this when I'm mm. simply just pointing a finger and someone did something that you support yeah. that did something stupid. How dare you do that? I know. How dare you? I mean we I as, dare how I report what as far as far as I know, we still live in a in a country where we're free to express opinion. People may not like that opinion. Maybe they don't listen to this podcast anymore. I guess we don't have those listeners anymore, right? <laughs> but I mean you should never be you should never be afraid of expressing your opinion. Mm. Like that's why we live in this country. Country, right no, now, don't it. just be ready for people to say that's a fucking stupid opinion, opinion. Yeah. right? 
And you said it once too. I was bitching about some backlash about something. And I remember you always yeah. said you're like, well, if you don't want the backlash, don't say it in the first place. Yeah. And that always stuck with me. Where it's just like, yeah, of course. I put. I don't. I don't. Uh, what is it? I expect people if I fucking link, and their hero Brian Jean said something stupid, and I pointed out that I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get the personal flag. Oh yeah, and the, what, my, what because my, that's just how the internet works. Yeah, and and in return, someone I don't know who like I don't follow politics. Well, but Todd, you're fat. Ma- so. Maybe you're maybe you're a uh, maybe you're a Notley uh, supporter, and then people decide to attack Notley in the same way. Yeah. Uh, will that impact you the same way? Who knows? You're an yeah. individual. You're like it's like it, again going back to what I'm making. Like people are so obsessed with grouping people, putting uh, round pegs in the round slots, square pegs in the square slots. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like it, it's just why not just have a like? Is there a problem really with what you posted or is there a problem with you as an individual it's guaranteed it's part b it's problem guaranteed now but again that's probably your perception of the manner yeah, too yeah, yeah. right like it, i'm just that popular because we're not we're not <laughs> mind readers right and it's just like that's this is why i don't like politics because at the end of the day no one really listens to the facts everyone just focuses on is that person charismatic enough and such like it's interesting because we're, we're, we're in another election year for the united states right oh yeah so so everyone is focused on what trump and hillary are saying mm. and stuff but like has anyone really looked at the party's platforms yeah. i doubt mm. i doubt it it's just really – it's really interesting and I don't think even some of the candidates have. Well, that's a I, good point because my whole uh, rebuttal to all this stuff about Brian Jean was like, can someone tell me what Brian Jean has done for Fort McMurray? And no one could – like it was – I either got a question back. Oh, yeah, well, what have you done for the community? Which I'm like, OK, that's irrelevant. Or everyone was like, well, he was an MP. I'm like, well, what did he do as an MP? He was a fucking backbencher on the Harper government forever that didn't do anything. He might have been the head of some committees, but again, no bills, no support, no nothing. That I I might be wrong and I was begging for someone to fucking prove me wrong. Right. But no one can. And that's well, cuz 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 you te- you have a, you also have a type to admit that you have a tendency of making your questions sound like attacks too. Oh. Or maybe oh, yeah. or maybe that's their perception of your questions. Same way when someone questions you, right? Oh yeah. There's it's funny cuz uh uh, an old uh, an old girlfriend was just like, you know what? Like when you call people idiots, some people take that offense, and I, that's I'm like, hmm, fuck, maybe you're right. I never really realized that. When as soon as that word, I guess, just triggers, and people are like, well, he's attacking me personally. When I don't mean to, but I can totally see now why I do. But uh, yeah, I don't know, and that's what I was because I wanted to kind of tie it into being today was nine uh, eleven, and there's right. all kinds of like nine eleven memes and shit going around, and everyone like. Some are legitly fucking funny, and then it's just like, I can't believe you're joking about this on a day like today. So again, when is a joke a joke, and when is it actually offensive? I, I don't know. So so that was 2001? Yeah. 15 years ago. Yeah, 15 years. Do you remember the South Park episode about uh, Jared from Subway? No. And AIDS? No, no. Uh, so Jared from Subway, before he was a kid chi- child yeah. pedophile thing or whatever. Yeah. He's on South Park, uh, and the whole episode is about how he was trying. He was basically promoting himself as, you know, I'm Jared from Subway, and I lost all this weight. And then uh, they're like, "Did you really lose all the weight?" Oh yeah, I did. And then uh, then he said, "I, you know, diet and exercise, and I also had training aids, like he had uh, like physical trainers and stuff, oh, right? Like training, yeah, training. yeah, yeah." And and everyone's like, "Oh, you should probably let people know that." It's like, "What do you mean?" It's like, "Well, not everyone has training uh, training uh, aids to help them with training and all that sort of stuff, and and you should let people know that because otherwise you're not promoting." He's like, "Do you really think people misconstrue?" Yeah. So he goes around basically saying, "Like I had aids, and that's how I lost all the weight." <laughs> and and so he's like. And and he's like, but but this is great. I'm, I'm going to use all my subway money to give everyone AIDS and all that stuff. And and so people misunderstood. And at the end of the episode, um, it turns out that it's been 20 years since AIDS came out. 
and everyone started laughing and everyone's like, oh, it's been 20 years. AIDS is now funny. Like AIDS is now a joke. So it, it's really interesting because with 9-11 and people making these crude jokes, yeah. is it – are we at the point in society where where that is, is – uh, Something that can be joking, and you just and mm, hard, which means for you it's not right. Well, no, no. I, like to me, I've always and, and will it ca- ever be for some people, right? True. And I and I and I'm I'm asking the question. Yeah. yeah. Like me personally, I don't like. It's funny. I was like, I would never joke around about about uh, something like that. But like we've all heard like uh, uh, Holocaust jokes, yeah. uh, Pearl Harbor jokes, and all that stuff. These were atrocities that happened, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so like no different than that. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. just because it happened before we were born doesn't mean that you yeah. know. Like I'm, sure, I'm sure there's some people that will hear that and because the reason why I was humming at Han was like whatever you do in life, you yeah. know what I mean? Like make it good, you know what I mean? Like don't make the joke a 9/11 joke for the sake of this 9/11 joke. At least make it fucking creative, creative or funny, and then I'll laugh at it, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess, but well, no, like, like where I'm getting this from is the fucking Swift posting. Uh, that Schwift oh posting. yeah, the the Swifty page because some of them are just like it's just literally like Rick or Morty pointing at the towers, and I'm like that's not. It's not funny. Not yeah, that I'm yeah. offended. It's just it literally isn't funny. But other stuff is actually quite. Everyone's going for the low ha- low hanging fruit, fruit, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, that's I don't know. I just thought wanted to pose that question of exactly. Well, I mean, again, and and it's interesting because now you're going on the other side of the spectrum of people being offended. So mm-hmm. there's people that get offended by you using certain phrases, right? Like you'll, you'll, Idiot, you'll moron, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like well, not not just that, but like uh, you know, it's like. You're you were born a girl. You're a girl, and it's like I'm not a girl. I don't oh. identify as a girl, right? Yeah, like yeah. for for some people, that's offensive now. Like you mm. don't. If someone is trans, you don't. Ide- for you, the record, yeah. you made it sound like I said that. I never actually said that. No, no, I know, I know, I know. But like you know, they 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 look at me getting all defensive. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> yeah, but but all I'm getting at is that right. And now you're on yeah. the other side of the spectrum where there's stuff that affected millions of people. And I'm not saying that trans people mm. are in the minority. Uh, well, they, you know, they somewhat are right now, yeah. right? I'm sure there's more of them that we. Are than we're aware of, yeah. but that we're talking about global up. events, right? Yeah. And 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 whether or not that is okay to joke around about too, mm-hmm. right? And like it, it's it's really interesting because the pod this podcast are an uncensored view of Fort Murray in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So like it really is the que- the question is will this ever be funny within our lifetime? Because we were this is a, this is a, a global effect that impacted us within our lifetime. We all remember where we were during nine eleven, oh, yeah. right? Like you know who it's not going to impact. The children that were born in 2002, 2003, mm. right? Like, which are are coming of age now where they're on the internet and making what's jokes. That, what's and I'm sure those Swifty posts might be by some of them, right? <laughs> well, no, like, what's that word now? It's the freshman in high school weren't alive when this happened. Yeah. Yeah, I guess 15. Like yeah. Kingston was 2008, so he won't even be anywhere near or anything. Yeah, like so he so. might make jokes about it when he's older, for all you know, right? No, and that's a good point. Like I said, Holocaust, Titanic, fuck, I guess, or, or yeah, and the AIDS, if you really want to go back. Well, yeah, and it goes back, and, and, it, and it literally goes to the fact that because. Because people weren't directly impacted, or if it doesn't impact their direct lives, it is. It might be funny to them. Like for example, the whole Brian Jean thing when he said, yeah. "It's just like, well, I, I, I have no political affiliation with this individual. I think this is humorous, right? Yeah. Like this impacts me in no way." But for some people, it impacts their ideals, and suddenly they're offended. But I mean, and then you get some fucking morons that literally want to take a club to fucking that think it's okay to take a club to Rachel Notley. Do you really think that that, that, that no, those people I don't. exist? No, I don't. That was going to be my fuck. The people that say it, 
Yeah. But when the when the when the time comes when I give you a ball bat and say fucking go nuts. Yeah, I don't I, think people will do I have it. A, I have a I have a thing about like people tend to always take things to the most extreme, extreme. right? Or it's like, well, him joking about that means it's okay to beat women. Well, maybe he just said the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Or he made it, a bad joke. Or is it that it's such a common joke that eventually it's just going to run into that one fucking nut job that's going to think it's okay to do it? It's possible. It's entirely guess, possible. Yeah, how can you but I mean, how, how is Brian Jean responsible for that one nut job? It's not his fault. It's not an episode of Star Trek where it's like, because you thought it, it passed through all these people and then they eventually did it. Maybe. Yeah. I think it is. I feel like that's like... Luckily, we don't live in that society. <laughs> we, well, we do more than you think, right? Like, I mean, it's interesting. We talk about in our projects about things being in the ether. Like, for example, a really great example is uh, when we did Arkham Rising is the fact that we were doing this project that we thought, we, like, we were... Like, remember, even when we came up with it, we're like, we need to do this now if we're going to do it because this is in every – it's bubbling in everyone's mind. And we said the same thing with World's Finest and yeah. it still took three years. Yeah, well, it took them a little longer too. <laughs> <laughs> so – but I mean, uh, yeah, it's just – So re- what's the moral of the story? Too many fucking wimps on the internet? Stop being so No, no. I, th- I think I think what sensitive? it is – I think what it is is um, – it's interesting. I was actually – I'm reading – I'm through my second read-through of a book right now. Uh, it's called Eastern Body, Western Mind, and it's about basically yoga philosophy as it mm-hmm. applies to our modern culture right now. And one of the things that they talk about in the book is basically all the shit that stresses you in life. Mm-hmm. It's just stuff that's like blocking the energy in your body. And I know that sounds like, you know, <laughs> granola shit to you, right? But <laughs> no, not really, but yeah. it's just funny. You're going to start doing some poses or something? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm not at that level, but like the but what I found fascinating about it is the fact that um, all the bad shit in your life, it's going to happen regardless. Stuff happens in life. Life happens, right? Yeah. You have, but the only thing you have control over that is how you how you receive that information or how you let that stuff go through you or stick to you. Because there's stuff that happens and we don't let it go. And those are like it's a very true statement that those are our personal demons. That's the stuff that like. Hell is what we hang on to. There's a great movie about it. You watch Jacob's Ladder. There's the, mm-hmm. the whole premise, without spoiling it too much, the whole premise of the movie is about hell is is us not being able to let go of of the shit in our life, right? Mm-hmm. And so the same comes with problems, right? Like something happens that you read an article that upsets you, you have you have to make a decision there. Do you hang on to that? And and that's the thing. Like a lot of people, you know, it's like well, hate is like, it feels hot and and it it feels hot and it's like uh, if you think about like how you feel when you're mad, you're always like worked up, or whatever. But we also forget that hate is a very warm emotion, and and to that end, it's it's comforting. You know what I'm getting at? Sometimes we like to hate something. We don't like to let it go Misery because loves company, well, right? no, it, it's not it's not like getting people to also, but it's us, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. something happens and and we like it. We don't like that, but we also like we don't want to let it go because if we let that go, suddenly we have to go through a growth for that because we have to go through a growth where we hear something that upsets us or something happens that upsets us, and we as people have to grow past it. And then when we do that, the next time something like that happens, 
it's not going to impact us as harshly, right? And it allows us to kind of go on with our lives. And, and I'm not saying about ignoring stuff because that's also a problem too, right? That, and that's what I was just going to come back with. <laughs> you deal like, with it. You cry. You, you get upset. You can't let it just pass yeah. through you. You get upset, but yeah. you let it go. It's like it, it's kind of like something happens. It pisses you off. That fucking sucks. I'm so mad about this. And then you're like, well, I can't do anything about it, but I can – Maybe I can do a difference, and you know what I mean. You know what I mean. There's like, a reason why we did it, and there's that, and uh, yeah, yeah. Understanding, uh, it, like, and again, understanding the individual, like the Brian Jean thing. Like for me, because he did apologize, right? He did. M- my mindset is like, yeah, uh, you said something stupid. You acknowledge mm-hmm. that you say something stupid. Let's own move it. on to the and next. That's thing. one thing I've always fucking said too: <laughs> is if you fuck up, own it, and. So many people, like, I'll sit there and I'll post about Brian Jean or, or Robbie's fucking, uh, or Robbie's uh, 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 dumb fucking uh, Oh, man, uh, meme. get over it. Stop no, obsessing. But no, that's just <laughs> it. Like, if people are just like, well, you've never done anything dumb before? Yes. Yeah. Many times, with many more to fucking come. And I like to think that I'll be the first person to admit when I'm wrong. But I also have to be know that I'm wrong. I'm not just going to be wrong because someone fucking tells me. Or either you got to explain it to me, or I'll have to come to it myself. Right? Well, so. and, and you, you, but I mean, again, you have to come to that realization yourself. Where when someone's feeding you information, you you could look at it like, well, this is a guy's an idiot. I have no respect for him. But then you start if you start hearing it from a lot of people, that's a trend. And you mm. kind of you have to have that enlightenment, as it were, to kind of kind of be open to the fact that man, if all these people are saying it, maybe I'm the wrong one. And a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people cannot do that. You're not, you're not, you can't tell me that everyone that thinks Toski's an idiot is right. They're all wrong, Tito. All of them are wrong. I don't, no, it's, it's it, that that's for you to decide. I'm I'm not responsible for you, Todd, as an individual. That's only you. All I, I 130 episodes in, you're just telling me this now. Yeah. I, well, no. Like I think I've told you since episode one that you like you. You, you, just like me. We're, I am distancing myself from you. No, you're a, like I mean, you're a flawed person. Like I'm a flawed person. You've done a lot of good stuff. You've done a lot of dumb stuff, no, right? You're just getting offensive. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> right. Like it's up to you whether or not you take that information. I've done a lot of stupid stuff I think too. We all have. Who has? Yeah. Right. And the thing is, it's just. I'm not any relevant enough for I have a fucking uh, Formic Murray Today article. Well, that's just the. And I, to be honest, like going back to when, when you've been on the Formic Murray Today a couple of times, dude. About what? About all sorts of things, about man. Events, but no one ever fucking says dumbass podcaster says something stupid. Like I'll, I'll never. Not be, yet. <laughs> and, that ain't, and that ain't gonna happen. It's just because no one. I'm not that. I'm not. I'm not that relevant, right? You don't. You don't impact people's lives enough, right? No, exactly. If I do impact people's lives, maybe I'd think twice about fucking saying a few things. But because I think I am just your regular well, average again, Joe. If you if you like, would you change your opinion of certain things if you were relevant enough? Not change my opinion, mm-hmm. but change my how my demeanor. Oh, would you now? Maybe I wouldn't say no, I'd probably say fuck the same, but well, know. my whole thing is like I'll give you a good example. When I'm speaking on behalf of the Fort Memorial Filmmakers a little Association, less eleven jokes. <laughs> yeah, if you know, if uh, if I'm talking uh, through the lens of the Fort Memorial Filmmakers Association, right? And that's what I I'm tried never to do. going to view a film and say I fucking hated that, right? <laughs> like, no, because right. because my job, it, just like I'm, the mission statement, is to encourage filmmaking, right? Yeah, that's right. And 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 hopefully, and it's interesting because sometimes that kind of liberates you too, because. In in kind of representing that and kind of like it, sometimes you kind of change your mind about things. You're like, you know, you know, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was upon initial viewing, right? Yeah. Or you know what I mean? No, you're right. You, yeah. this, you, you it's, and we've talked about it before on a, on a past podcast where it's like when I'm speaking on behalf of the filmmakers group and the arts council, 
I try to make sure that I'm actually somewhat professional compared to my, my because, life. But a lot of other people don't can't, <coughs> can't and won't make that, I want to say connotation, but I don't think that's the right term, that separation. Well, when say for example, if you were to say, if, if, if I were to say or do something stupid and then people would obviously right afterwards take an interest, oh, he's involved with the Arts Association, all that sort of stuff. And maybe, you know, if, if that were to happen, I'd be like, oh man, well, that's really embarrassing. I apologize sincerely if I did that. And honestly, if, if, if I did besmirch the name of the association, maybe I should step down because, it, and, and you know, whether I apologize or not, that's up to the association to make that decision, right? Yeah, but clearly the Wild Rose doesn't feel that he should step down. No, because yeah, so there you know, you go. he's the leader, right? Yeah. Just, hey, if my leader can say that, <coughs> then I'm going to go and start talking about yeah. bashing gays I think, or whatever. I, I right? think the biggest thing that Brian Jean needs to be aware of is that there is a group of people that listen to that, that are that are receptive to that opinion of his, right? Mm-hmm. And he has to choose where, whether or not he wants to continue to cater to that or not. Mm-hmm. Because right now, he like obviously he said it because he thought he was in a crowd that would respond properly to it, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe he's maybe he saw he got caught for all I know, right? Yeah, yeah? and that's something we'll never find out. Right? Yeah, we'll never know the truth about that, right? Because yeah. he'll never he'll never cop to it. To it yeah, like but I mean that's that that is the real interesting thing because now you, you as a person have to have to decide how does that might change my perception of that individual or that group, right? Yeah. No, and, and and that's a very good point. And I know there's a lot of people, I meant to be doing a blog post about this, I still should, but officially saying, whoa, are you sure this will cancel? Uh-oh. Cancel. All right, we're still good. Uh, <laughs> it scared me. I was just like, do you want to start recording? No. Uh, anyway, going back to a lot of people say, well, Todd just wanted to step down from the Arts Council and the Filmmakers Group because he was worried that it was going to what he was doing, which I don't even know what the fuck I was doing, but what I, what I was doing was going to shine a negative light on it. And I'm like, I, someone told me this, right? And, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, that wasn't it at all, which is, again, I've said it on podcasts before, but clearly no one listens to these things, but it's the whole reason why I'm stepping down. It's just I couldn't keep up, and also I had to focus on a, a, both myself and a little one. Because uh, I got some issues too that I need to fucking clear up. Well, it's but. it's really interesting because I've noticed that even on the because uh, I listened to the podcast that wasn't on right. Mm. Um, you've mentioned it in the podcast previous to that one. Pre- mentioned it on the last podcast and mentioned it now. So I have to ask the question, Todd. Who are you trying to convince now? Me or yourself? Probably me. Yeah. So it's something you're working through then. What are you talking about? The you keep mentioning that you've had to step down with things because you got all this stuff you got to work through, right? Yeah, myself. Yeah, oh, I'm so, definitely trying to convince my talking to myself about this. Yeah, yeah, but it, and, and it's interesting because is it because you haven't taken any action yet, or um, I don't know. That's probably a little something deeper that I got to figure. I think I've said from day one. <laughs> Just start crying. <laughs> <laughs> That's my own personal issues. Yeah. That definitely probably is a part of it that I'm still trying to to get. I don't want to say the motivation because I've already done smaller steps, but I haven't taken like a big leap to do right. anything yet. Um, but I've always said from day one that uh, the whole reason why I do this podcast isn't for the thousands and millions of listeners we have. That we obviously have. It's for, my, <laughs> it's for myself. Right. The, right. It's my own personal therapy, and I just enjoy just hanging out with my friends and talking. We just fucking hit record when we do it. Yeah. Um, but I yes. feel like when I'm in an old folks home dying of Alzheimer's or whatever, mm. I would just like all these episodes just like I'm going to start them from the start. And then just that'll be a ride. Just inject the morphine slowly, <laughs> <laughs> and then slowly go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, uh, you're, you're good point. It, it's it's tra- it's me trying to convince it myself. It's it's my own personal thing. Why I 
Yeah, we tend to I echo, right? Guess. We t- yeah. we have a tendency of echoing things when that. And we I want to feel... make sure that I'm very separate from you guys because mm-hmm. I don't want nothing bad to happen to uh, those two groups. I don't so. think there's anything bad that would happen, honestly. No, but I know how people can get. Well, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it, you know, it's if anyone... I just hate that if one person without uh, without grant funding gets sucky enough to be like, well, I don't like his opinion on this, so I want to punish that group. That was always my fear, and it always will be. Really? Yeah, and and if I ever find that out, I have no problem. I don't. I don't seen that person. But on it, but at the same time, I'm just kind of like, would we want a grant from a group that would be so fickle about something like that? Well, nah, you're just making me love you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just you know, it's it, that's the whole thing, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it, it's really, it's really interesting because you have to, you know, it comes to a question of integrity and like whether, like, I believe that would be selling out, right? Because mm. because say for example, someone had a bad opinion of you as an individual, <laughs> just a stack of money okay you want that you get rid of the fat guy (laughs) well yeah no no that's what it comes down to right and that's that would be selling out right is like you can you can have this but you have to cut this person out to cut this person out or take their name off or do something to do that right Mm. and and us you know you as an individual you as an artist as well as an individual have to make those decisions right and you have to you know it's, it's you're the one that has to live with that and then again there's that whole thing like do I – that is something that happened – happened. I made a choice. That happened. Do I move past it? Do I hang on to it? Does it eat away at me or am yeah. I OK with these decisions? And, no, yeah. and, that, and that's all good because uh, I don't know if I mentioned this part before, but I've had a streak of fucking uh, – some panic attacks, especially since the, the fire. Uh, and I've been working through some of them. And, and that's actually one of them was never – like always acknowledge that you're having one. To, and I'm very bad for saying, no, this isn't happening to me. Yeah. Uh, and that just it, it, my doctor put it on a really good term that he was just like it, it's imagine you're driving and you look to your right and you see a tsunami come yeah. do you sit there and go no that tsunami's not coming I'm just going to keep going as normal yeah. and then just get washed away or do you acknowledge that it's happening and do something about it right so. I, don't, I don't know how you'd avoid that tsunami with your car but sure I don't know <laughs> fucking go up the hill yeah, throw you did, some people you, but again you, you mentioned it in the last podcast he's right? not so. a brilliant guy <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I mean, um, it, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I, I use that statement of of people being pussies, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, um, uh, obviously that's not an accepted term, right? But at the end of the day, it's kind of like are are people are people basically so put up? They put up a wall of who they feel they need to be to the world that they're not accepting of other ideas or even. They, they're targeting stuff that they feel just doesn't fit into their world, right? Mm. So it's it's really, I mean, honestly, it's really interesting that we're having this conversation because it's like, imagine where we'll be in the next five years. Well, I was just gonna, I was gonna say that I'm like, listen, to episode one, and then <coughs> tune into this episode, and I think you'll see some fucking growth. Yeah, like I mean, what, what, let's get a couple dick jokes in so we can at least bring this down a little bit. <laughs> the, well, I mean, I, like, I'm, I'm wondering what uh, the people listening would actually think about this conversation because I'm sure there's some people that would disagree with what we're saying. Right? Oh, totally, man. Yeah. Fucking, it, I've always said if the world agreed on everything, it'd be a fucking boring place. Yeah. And I guess it's it's you're right. And the ex girlfriend too was right when she said when you say stuff like when you put morons and idiots, well, that is just trigger words to try to engage in a conversation. Some people take it personally, yeah. and then it just completely steers the, the debate in a different direction. It, it's really fascinating because I was actually uh, watched the video and I posted it on the filmmakers group. Um, basically, the the video is called "Why Man of Steel is Good" and you, why you're I wrong about Man of Steel. I fucking love that. I didn't know it was a half hour though because I sit yeah. there and play. I thought it was going to be like a typical ten minutes, yeah. and I'm like, I couldn't turn it off. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to book a meeting and outlook, so, and I'm so shutting it, the door. it really actually like it actually like I op- loved it, loved it. Yeah, it actually opened my eyes. And now 
I, I still hold that if the filmmakers, if if the themes that they were trying to push, if the, um weren't evident to the audience, it, that's a bad job filmmaking. But it totally turned me around on a couple of things in the movie. But one thing in particular that I thought was really interesting was the whole fact, like you like you were just saying, is um. One thing they talk about is how Krypton was a caste society. Mm. Everyone had their roles and nothing changed. And it was actually ultimately the doom of Krypton, right? One of the best quotes from Russell Crowe was, what if your uh, newborn or what if your son aspired to be something different? Well, exactly, right? So so we get into the, you know, let's talk about this whole offended. Like that is where our society is going because it is very much when someone's like, <clears throat> that person triggered me. It's the same as when when uh, Jarrell says to Zod, "It's like we've you know we've had a human boy," and, and uh, Zod's response is like heresy. Like he's so because it's shaken his his ideal so much that yeah. he would even do this, right? Yeah. And and that's the whole thing about the story is that what they what they're, the story they're trying to say is humanity is different. They haven't hit that point where they become they their future is so open to them. Yeah. They 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 could. Kill themselves, but they could also become something much greater than the Kryptonians ever were, because the Kryptonians they pigeonhole themselves, and that's what yeah. led to their. So that's what's going to happen with our society if we keep going down this route. Is we're going to pigeonhole our opinions until the point where only this is okay, only that is okay. Well, and, and like, see, the, I think it's a two sided coin too, because you get a lot of people that will stress their opinion, and you're just like, fuck, I don't want to deal with that person. Right, like I think we saw it a lot with the last federal election. Yeah, the people talking about the refugees, the people that still like anyone that calls a Muslim a muzzy. Like mm-hmm. I don't really want to deal with it. We showed a really great film at the YMMF, uh, at the YMIFF this year, uh, Migrant Dreams, about this that very subject. Ooh, I was yeah. going to ask you actually about that. We were going to end that show, but like to me, I think it, it's it's. I guess that's one thing I need to uh, kind of meant. Uh, I, See, the, I'm I'm already conflicted now. Tongue tied. Well, no, it's not tongue tied. It's just I'm already I'm I'm thinking ahead of what I'm trying to say, and then I'm like, well, fuck, I don't want to deal with that. The like you try to be understanding about people's opinions, but then you get someone's opinion that's just straight wrong. And I've always said this: you can't have a wrong opinion. If you think fucking all Muslims deserve to die, and that's just your opinion. That's a wrong opinion. Yep. And people are are all like, oh, what do you mean? I have a wrong opinion. Yes, you can have a very very wrong, horrible, and bad opinion. Um. So how do you try to be ex- uh, uh, what is it what I say how do you try to be acceptable or how do you try to be how do you try to accept someone as who they are but when they have an opinion like that well no no you, how do you um what 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 is what were we going back to what Patton Oswald said yeah uh, ex- I can't remember the accepting you don't have to be accepting of a person's uh, religion you just have to acknowledge, acknowledge it. it so you can good acknowledge yeah, that point. a person. It, it, a person has those those ideas, right? But you have to think of uh, actually humanity as a whole. Let's go back to that whole man. Of, like you know, I relate everything to comic books. Let, let's go back to the Man of Steel thing. Is is our society that that uh, are we such primitive and weak minded creatures that when someone says something like that, that it becomes such a popular opinion? That we we basically the majority becomes those people, or are we enlightened enough, or do we have enough faith in ourselves that eventually reason will prevail and we keep moving pa- and we move past it? I would, we yeah. we we're in the here's the interesting thing, Todd. We're we're actually in a very interesting uh, like let's look at our history as as a species in giant blocks. We just like 15 years ago, we had an event that like rocked us as the world. Yeah, we're still seeing the like effects. the effects of that, oh, right? Yeah. The ripples. It's gonna be like it's gonna be maybe 50 years after the event before we start realizing, man, we were fucking 
dicks after yeah. that happened. Just like during World War II when the Japanese and Chinese oh, took happened. it right out of my fucking mouth. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's true. Everyone hated the Japanese. But we eventually, at the time. Yeah. but we eventually moved past it, Good right? Point. And you have to. It might not happen in our lifetime, you but you have to have faith. And that's the whole idea of Superman, right? Like yeah. that's the. You know what I mean? Like you know, you know. It's interesting. It's like they will fall, they will stumble, but yes, eventually yes, they yes, will yes, join yes. you in the sun. Because you know what was really good fucking uh, what prompted me to listen to after that video of why Man of Steel was mm-hmm. actually good was that podcast on Nerdist with Dave Esquire mm-hmm. and this is why podcasts are so important people is they actually give you a more insider look onto the, ep- onto the yeah. film and I think it changes your perception no one's out to make a bad movie Right, you know what I mean, and and I and like I said, I still hold that Man of Steel as a movie has a lot of flaws because that those storytelling elements weren't entirely evident. Yeah, and, and um, it, it, they could have done so much to add. Like it, I'm, I, when I listened to that, when I listened to that uh, to that video, at, right after I'm like, well, they could have added this scene, this scene, this scene, t- taken out this scene. This would have this would have gotten that point across much better. But that's test, me as a filmmaker. Test thinking. audiences probably do play. Well, a yeah, role, but I mean, look right? at like you have movies like Will Will Dawn of Justice be remembered as a good movie ten years down the line? No, we'll see. Right? Well, what about Suicide Squad? Is now at seven hundred million. That's that's yeah. again my statement of. I but again, I don't think you make that much money. I hold. A bad movie. I hold true to what I just said about Man of Steel. It still doesn't make it a good movie because they if if they had the intention uh, if you need a video to explain why yeah. it's good yeah exactly and and honestly yeah, honestly point. the thing about Suicide Squad though I will give it this it is an entertaining movie and that's why it's making all that money because you can go there doesn't all have to make sense you can have fun watching it there's mm-hmm. a lot of fun moments in it right. Mm-hmm. But that it makes it a good movie. It still does. does. Well, if, to some people it could be good, yeah. but from a filmmaking standpoint. No, I think the critics were right on this one. But at the but at the same time, it's not like if I see that movie on TV, I'll probably watch it. I'll, I'll be like, Meh. I, I. But I also watch Batman and Robin, which is a bad movie. <laughs> but I I think it's just a fun movie to watch too. So going back to what I said though, then with with I know you made a good point, and I wanted to bring this up on podcast too. Is actual proof that a movie is good besides just subjective taste? Mm-hmm. Can a movie make seven hundred million dollars by being a bad film? I don't think it can. I honestly don't. Okay, so I sh- I gave you the example Twilight New Moon. Yes, that is a bad movie. Prove it. Um, the whole reason they get back together in that story is because she tries to commit suicide. Basically, she's like, "I'm so in love with you, and because I can't be with you, I'm going to jump off this cliff." Okay, so you're talking about character elements, okay? And, and <laughs> which is part but, of the movie. Well, no, but, but hold on, I'm not okay. saying good or bad, but okay. that movie was steered towards preteens. Are those preteens going on to fucking uh, Rotten Tomatoes and voicing their and giving these a proper score? No, okay, uh, I just don't think it makes that much. Spider Man Three. What did that make? I can't. Seven hundred and fifty million. Well, I mean, it was flawed, but it wasn't like it's was a horrible movie. <laughs> Everyone wanted to see Venom, and we got to see Venom. Everybody wanted to see Harley, and we got to see Harley. Yeah, and it was still a good fucking movie. <laughs> but hold on. Like, well, let's, but, let's talk this out, because yeah. Fantastic Four was a legit bad movie. I even gave it one watch, and I'm like, this wasn't bad. I Which think, one, the new one? The new one. And I think you're like, well, would you go again? Fuck no. And I haven't even watched it since it came out. To me, that's what dictates a bad movie. And it didn't even make anything at the box office. Clearly, people are seeing Sudden Suicide Squad multiple times, myself included. I went and seen it on the 4DX theater, which is very odd in in, uh, in Chicago. Well, I mean, I, I, I think you think it's a good movie. But you can't make that much money being a bad movie. Sure you can. A lot of bad movies have made that much money. I just gave you two really great examples. But I'm just saying some people like this. Like everyone's like yeah, Justin like I said, Bieber. Some people, some people, enjoy, some people still enjoyed it. It doesn't mean it's a good movie. 
like that is what a that is what a that is what Rotten Tomatoes actually does. They take all of the reviews and they make it give it a score based on the ratio of good to bad reviews. By critic consensus, it is a bad movie. How does a bad movie make that much coin? Because there's still people that will go and enjoy those movies. Because some people just enjoy so bad if, movies. If they're no, no, hold on. You, you just said it. If people are enjoying a movie, does that make the movie bad? Yeah, you can make like. I don't think we can quantify this. Maybe that's what's racking my brain. I really don't. Like, you, okay. So listen. What 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 other you're saying? There's no measure to measure whether or not a movie is good or bad. I besides, disagree. Besides dollar value, only on a wide release. Negative. You're only wrong. On, You're only wrong, on a wide man. Release. I don't think so. Dollar value doesn't doesn't isn't a measure for good and bad. It's a measure for popularity. It means it's a popular movie because a lot of people are going to see it. You're you're mistaking popularity for good. <laughs> so, okay, what's the criteria? Like, what's your definition of good? Then? I just told you, like how like movies that are rated by no, critics. No, 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 like, give me your definition of good. What makes a good movie to you? Uh, a good story, competent, uh, competently shot, and entertainment value. So. We're going to ask that same question to Stephen Ash, and we're going to get all kinds of different answers. So maybe we can't quantify. Maybe I am wrong. For the That's fact why that there's people that are actually their entire jobs are to quantify movies to give people the opinion of those movies, and they're called critics. Yeah, but who listens to the critics? A lot of people, <laughs> really. Which is why it became such a big deal well, when people on. are like, "If Ebert said don't go see Batman and Superman, would that stop you from seeing?" I might still watch it. Yeah. Then that, you're not listening to the critic then. Sure, I am. I'm, I'm going in there with I'm going in there with little expectation and hoping it'll surprise me. So it changes your viewpoint. Yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough. I don't know. I really think you're mistaking popularity for good. But you can't see. It's so Donald st- Trump is a very popular man, but he's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't know. <laughs> We'll leave this one to the audience to figure this one out. I <laughs> trumped you. <laughs> well, no, because I like. I honestly believe you have to go see a movie several times, and that's my comparison is to Fantastic Four. And I see a lot of shit with road colored uh, glasses, but Fantastic Four, which I gave it an honest shot, I even said it was half decent after watching it, but I haven't touched it since. Yeah, that that and was not a good a, movie. No, and I think that's a very statement. Of, and the critics were right on that, big time. I and think, it, and it reflected and I think, in the money it made, I, or very little that it made. Well, because it wasn't popular, that's why. Because it wasn't good. No, popular it, is good, Tito. Just because the guy pushed you into the locker doesn't mean he's a bad person. <laughs> there are a lot of good movies that are not popular as well. You know that, right? That's why. Okay, so that's why there's a caveat to this. It's got to be. A oh, wide there's release. a caveat yes, there now. Is. It's got to be a wide release. Like Birdman wasn't a wide release. Great fucking film, right? And that's why clearly those things only make like thirty, forty million or whatever the hell it is. Which I don't know why it doesn't get a wide release. Like, why do a lot of these Oscar winners? Because they don't make movies. They don't make those movies aren't meant for a general, a general audience. They're audience. meant for movie watchers. Yeah, good point. Because they won't be popular. <laughs> They're not of the popular opinion. They're not of the popular genre. All right, we'll leave this one to the audience. <laughs> I, I think I think I'm right, and you're just like, yeah, okay, well, I guess I'll. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Good, that was a good point. Uh, that was a good point. You don't think Birdman would have? No, it wouldn't have. Because I bet you I wouldn't have fucking. People it took that. me a couple of watches to really appreciate that movie, actually. Really? I loved it on the first one. But I can see how what made that popular was it won the Academy Award. Yeah, a lot of people watched it afterwards yeah, because, yeah, yeah. oh, well, this whole group that's made of movie makers that judge movies on how <laughs> how good they are decided that this is the best movie of the year. 
What's Schindler's List? Was Schindler's List a wide release? <laughs> yeah, Schindler's List was actually a wide release because it? it's Spielberg, and he's a very oh, popular director. Yes, he is. <laughs> so is he any good? What? Is he any good? Who? Uh, Spielberg. Yeah, he's a very good director. So good equals popular. <sighs> he's good and popular. And also, it's two different things. No. they. Uh, you can be good and popular, and you can be bad and popular. They're two different metrics. Yeah, the Trump was a good example. Yeah. All right. We're moving on here because I'm losing this argument. <laughs> Let's talk about the film. Hey, you learned something. Let's talk about it. See, growth. <laughs> Fucking episode growth. That's Episodic good. growth. Yeah. Let's talk about the film fest. I didn't have a chance to go this year. I'm very sad. Did you talk about it in the last podcast? I can't recall. We hyped it. Oh, right, because they were the just getting ready. So, um, yeah, yeah uh, I think this year, more than most, our program was really good. Yeah. Which is entertaining. And bad word. Which is really good for the fact that this was very short. Uh, I think I said yeah. in the last episode, it was organized on a short because of the flyers. So. Yeah, and, um, and you know, um, unfortunately, our attendance wasn't as high as we wanted it to be. Um, you know, uh, it's it's really interesting because uh, we expanded to the McMurray experience this year, right? And it was a bit of a trial run. And I will I will admit, it was like, man, I really wish there were more people coming. Sustainable's happening and all that sort yeah. of stuff. But that being said, I really think this was a really great year for fostering growth because our success was having it, right? Yeah. And because we had it, we have, as I would like to quantify it, as two new voices in within the Fort Memory film community. Um, the first is a team that made uh, Rebuilding a Blockumentary, mm-hmm. The Fadden Family. That was awesome. And then uh, there is a group that made uh, a movie called Promise. And I'm going to look up the director's name now. And she's a high schooler. Local? Huh? Yes, wow. here here in Fort Murray, and and that is really exciting because you're just like, oh shit, this isn't like I mean, not this to say that we're usuals. not not to say that I'm not a fan of the usual suspects, but just like sweet that this means there's so because I know because you know you know what you know what's awesome though, mm. one of the reasons one of the usual suspects he even entered a film too even though he he didn't have one of the usual suspects still submitted a film and and is currently in TIFF and that's Kilton Sabanovich and like I have to congratulate the guy like good for him man yeah, he's clean or he's getting some good fucking reviews down in TIFF yeah news. well he yeah he got he got a good review there apparently yesterday they fucking partied with Michael Fassbender yeah, so they say so um it's I was really, message him, I was like did you have a look at his cock did you ask to see <laughs> well um and and for the 48 hours here it is it is Claudia Trottier who directed Promise, and nice. I really hope one? to see more. Yeah, I really uh, hope to see more from her. They even did a blooper reel afterwards, and it's so funny when we were judging the films. I'm like, where, where do these people come from? Where do they, who are these? <laughs> we must, we must grow these the little blue. seeds. Yeah, and it's it's really great. Like I feel really good because, like I mean, you you look at the filmmakers in our community. I mean, Paul Carpentier is making more stuff. He made a music video that won the Wood Spirit. Buffalo Award. Yeah, uh, Sanjay actually came out and 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 presented the Wood Buffalo Award, and he's currently working on. Yeah, he finished uh, up his run for he, uh, Think of the Children, and he's doing a feature now. He's right going to film it in in India, right? So it fe- it's a really good feeling to see like people growing. Yeah, and and I'm like, man, this this really gives me hope that like this is actually going to be sustainable, right? Yeah, and I mean with with uh, sustainable, um, and and I mean you know even within our group, I mean we just had two short films funded. Yep. Right, like, like, and not just funded by the government, like funded by popular opinion. Right, so our not good opinion, but popular opinion. Pop- exactly, exactly. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's good. It means it's popular. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess that's good. Full yeah. circle on that one. Yeah, but yeah, um, 
really great program. Really good. Uh, it was interesting. I was actually one of the judges this year, and uh, I, 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 uh, I I actually added a metric on what defines a good movie that should win an award. Right. <laughs> this is how you get all this. All right. What's the metric? Well, no. There was a there was basically uh, three three tiers. Where is it competently shot? Did the story make sense? And um, well, the three things you actually listed and the for per- and the and the performances, okay. which was, yeah, and the performances, and basically those metrics then determined whether or not it was within an acceptable level. Okay. And then after that, we brought an opinion: is okay, it's within an acceptable level. Does it deserve an award? Right? Mm. And then we went kind of like it was really interesting. There was a couple of decisions where I actually disagreed with the other two judges, but the other two judges who were the other two, uh, Satara. Okay, who's yeah, uh, a yeah. new member to our association and or as the as one of the organizers yeah. and uh, Constance came back oh, right yeah, so yeah. yeah and it was it was a lot of fun and actually I'm really excited for tomorrow night um where uh apparently the Alberta Foundation for the Arts is mm-hmm. doing a tour here in Wood Buffalo and at the end of it they're all going to meet at the McMurray experience and I have actually, with the permission of the filmmakers, I have cut together a sizzle you reel. You got one? You got yeah, one? and it was actually, it's going to hit some people in the feels, actually. Really? I showed it to Stephen Ash, and they were like, and I'm going to, I got permission from all the filmmakers. It's going to be posted on our social media right, at, right afterwards. So right I, I think it's going to be a really nice, it was actually interesting. Um, your name's on it, buddy. Thank you. You yeah, didn't need to do that. Uh, of course I did. You were you, uh, you were one of the filmmakers that contributed to it. Oh, really? So, yeah, what, it's it's just stuff from the last five it, years. What's in there? Oh, all sorts of stuff, man. Cover? <laughs> there actually is a clip of cover, is yeah. A clip so, of cover? Yeah. No, right on. Well, no, it's really cool, man. It was it was really, really cool. Um, uh, uh, and yeah, so to that end, um, it, was, uh, it, it was a really good year for the film festival. I, I feel had we not had it, it would have been a bummer. Yes. It would have been a real bummer. And I think it, it poises us... For next year, because we've already um, we we switched over from without a box to film freeway. Best decision of our lives. Yeah, Holy crap! Way better, awesome, right? awesome. It was like great for judging, great for doing everything. And uh, at the end of it, uh, it actually prompts filmmakers to say, "This film festival happened. How would you rate it?" We already oh, got wow. really two really good reviews where people were like, "Like, I can't believe they had a film festival, even though they had the fire this year." Oh wow! And uh, and like one of them was like five stars. I would. De- I'm definitely gonna uh, submit more next year. Saw the pictures. I want to attend. Right. So, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. No, so, that's good. So hopefully, it's it's a good sign for next year, right? The uh, so definitely keep up to date on that one. YMMIFF.com. Some stuff for the association too. YMMFMA.com. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, I don't know if you've seen, but when you put it on the Facebook group about which night, what did you say, which night would uh, would you rather attend an event? And I actually put one of the options. I was like, please have it during the day so I can attend. During well, the day? Well, Kings, Fridays. When Kingston's in school, Fridays is about my freest day. Right, 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 right. Yeah, Kingston's yeah in and, school, I, and of so. course I can do Friday during the day too. So No one else can. It's literally just me and you. <laughs> just me. So it'll be a good podcast time. All right, but so I guess the, we're Dutch ruddering each yeah, other. Other, <laughs> other than that, like I said, uh, I think it'll be a while uh, until Kingston's a bit older when I'll start getting into the filmmaking again. So Yeah, and um, I mean, as I said, you're always welcome, dude. No, no, for sure. I appreciate yeah, that. You're, you're, we always, we always uh, have an open door for you, buddy. Good. I'm just going to walk in one day. I just and uh, yeah. So what are we doing? Be, like, hey, so what's, uh, what? What am I being starred in right now? Yeah, exactly. Uh, definitely. Uh, for those out there, go like the people watching um, social media. Oh, awesome! The uh, if and if you go to the connect. Uh, 
FortMacConnect.ca, uh, they just posted an article about uh, the film festival. I just read it, actually. It's actually yeah. in the paper there, too. Sweet. So. Um, but yes, Ashley's doing the uh, people watching uh, uh, women directors from yes. the Story Hive. So. so Egotistical Tito has finally let go of the reins of being a director because I'm, I'm a madman. No, um, uh, Story Hive. Just, just swimming in it. Just swimming yeah, in the awards. Yeah, so. that's the story. Story Hive's like, man, it's like we need to we need to somehow get Tito not to apply for this. What up. is it? These guys are the greatest group to never win anything. <laughs> hey, we won the funding, man. Yeah, won the funding, yeah. but not the final prize. They're very popular. Yeah. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> they're very good. No, they're very popular, but not good enough to get the, the final no, they're award. Very good, just not popular yeah. enough to get that final award. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but Ash is up next. Um, yeah, and uh, so um, I helped her with uh, with the script. It's a story called People Watching, and it follows uh, two char- characters, uh, Melanie and Cole, uh, who are basically. Waking up after a, a night out drinking, playing some bar games. Their favorite game being people watching, where they look at people and they make up little stories about them. Hey, you see that guy? He's kind of like oh, a little tricks in that bar. <laughs> and then they slowly come to the realization that everything they made up actually happened. Oh, hey. yeah. So that it's uh, it's a it's her idea, completely hers. Uh, she's gonna be ta- she's taking the reins as director as well for this one. Uh, we're really hoping to bring bring together the the team on uh, the the team from the last two projects on it. And uh, if we get the funding, I think it'll be a really, really good project uh, to kind of show off not just Ashley's capability as a director, but like there's a lot of visual stuff we want to do in it, right? So, and you know, honestly, I'm not the guy to talk to about this. It's actually Ashley, it's her vision. Yeah, I just wanted to prep it because I'm sure this is going to be out by the time this starts. This starts. So I just want to give people the heads up like the social media right now. People watching film on Facebook. People watch film. People, People watch or people watching? Well, now, now let me just let me. Pretty sure it's the people watching, people watchers. No, no. (laughs) People watching the film. People watching the film. Yeah, on Facebook. I don't know if there's a Twitter. I think there's a Twitter and there's an Instagram there, but also the website, which hopefully is online by now. Peoplewatchingfilm.com. Yep. Perfect. Right on. Head to that. Like it up. We're going to hear lots more. We, like you, uh, Tito said, we want to hear people. Uh, we want to hear Ash talk about it directly because I'm definitely curious to hear uh, about her directorial debut. Yes. As yes. a woman in the industry in Fort Mac of all places too. So. Yeah, it's awesome. It's yeah. uh, I'm really excited about it. I think it's I think it's a really great initiative by StoryHive. They're a really great group to work with. Mm. They're uh, very good to collaborate and they're very good at mentoring filmmakers. So okay. I, I feel Ashley's going to get a lot out of it and i feel the audience is going to get a lot a lot out of it because ashley is a very creative person absolutely and uh, i can't wait to see what she comes up with we're going to hear more from her uh more from us too i'm in podcast we're heading down to the edmonton expo uh what is it april or not april uh, september 23rd 24th and 25th i believe uh panels panels galore the holy y- shit yeah the ymm fma got uh, quite a few panels so definitely going to check them out uh, Wyman Podcast is going to be down there doing the Dr. Horrible sing-along blog sing-along, That's be good. which is going to yep. be fun. Um, and we're going to be doing some podcasting and, of course, the cosplay videos as always. So Yeah, holy um, crap. I, I Like, I'm not... I'm not going to have any free time. I can tell you right now what's going to happen is we're going to be on the, we're going to be there. There's going to be panels. I'm going to be filming. We're going to get back to the place. I'm going to be editing for the rest of the night and on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, and podcast. We, Fox. We, got, we got the podcast at the at yeah. the VR. It's going to be a good time again. though. No, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be my first con of the year. Can't wait. Uh, and as I've been saying before, uh, kind of back to hopefully regular rotation. 
Um, literally, I've canceled everything else, so hopefully, I can be able to. Uh, yeah, man. Stick to all this stuff. So yeah, it's like I told you, man. We always come up with something to talk about, right? What is it? 130 episodes, yeah. man. And we're... and you know what? Maybe we're not popular, but I know we're good. Good. <laughs> uh, we're gonna end on that. So on behalf of Stephen Ash for this episode of the Y Man Podcast, I'm Totsky. I'm Tito. We'll see you next set. Man Entertainment Production in association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find out more at ymmpodcast.com.